legendary. Legendary. Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome new listeners to Season 3. Episode 1 of Runkle Recaps How I Met Your Podcast. This is Wait For It. It Hi, Jen. Hey. Welcome. Steve? Welcome. Like, I've left the house. (laughs) Yeah, we are pretty much quarantining. We're getting ready to see my family on Thursday, and one of my sister-in-law's sisters is coming to the town. She's a nurse. She's been quarantining because she has to stay very healthy to do her job, clearly. And so we decided, you know, not to expose ourselves to any people, crowds, what have you. And so, yes, Jen's been doing nothing but really sitting on this couch for most of the week. I mean, I work work in my office, so I bounce between my bed, the couch, and my work chair. (laughs) Oh, so sweet. (laughs) Picture of cat. All right, look for our Instagram update. Roxy looks really cute on the couch watching us right now. All right, pretend like you're talking. Okay. Um, I am talking. I don't have to pretend. So this is the first episode of season three. I, of course, am jubilant to be into season three. I made one little mistake last week. I described season f- five as the best season when it's actually I have it as four. So four, five, three, two, six, one. But things will continue to get better over the next you know, 20 to 40 episodes. And it all starts with Wait For It, which was an incredible episode. It was very good. There was, you know, I was surprised I didn't have as many laughs this episode as I did last episode, but I feel like the jokes were better in this last one. Last episode, or you mean the one before last, where it was something borrowed? Right, yeah, two ago. Yeah. Last one was so-so. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I was surprised, because like, there was a lot of funny stuff going on. It, there just wasn't a lot of laugh-out-loud moments for me. I... Yeah, I don't think I was laughing at hard because it was a rewatch, but there were so many scenes that I remember had me on the floor laughing the first few times I saw them. So mm-hmm. I think over, because I've seen this episode so many times. That's what I was thinking. There's no surprises, but. Yeah, it's not like one of those ones like, oh, we haven't seen this in a long time, and like, I don't really remember what happens. Like, I remember <laughs> step by step what happened in this episode. Well, one, the, we got into it. The writing's brilliant. And two, we'll get to it, but the reveal. Tattoo reveal scene to <laughs> so Barney good. is just one of the best written things I've ever seen on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the Marshall Lily and Barney's response to this is just <laughs> so funny. So if you didn't listen to our last episode or watch the end of season two, Ted and Robin broke up. She went off to Argentina, as they mentioned in this episode. Which we didn't know at the end of the last episode. They're like, you know, Argentina got brought up. But we come to find out that Robin actually went to Argentina after the breakup, which wasn't actually a, a plan that she had been making. No, it was just sort of like a long term. I might want to live mm-hmm. in a place like Argentina one day. But she is back. They've been apart for a few months. Months? Really? I would think so, right? I don't know. She has a job. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not months. Yeah, does it say? Yeah, it just says Robin took a trip to Argentina. You know, Ted had enough time to grow a beard. Yeah, that would have been that could have been like two or three weeks. That was a pretty thick beard. So yeah, maybe it was a few weeks, and I think it probably says it somewhere in the language we run back across it, we'll mention it. 
but okay. So let's say it was like four to six weeks then. I still think it's way too long. Whatever. <laughs> um, People have jobs. Okay. So moving on. The narrator starts off with that kids, they know the short version, the thing with her, the mom's umbrella of how they met. So I guess this is news to us that they know any version of how they met. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what that short version with just the umbrella would be. I guess it's something to the effect of... It would probably be when they met at like the train station and she was there with the yellow umbrella. And, then and he had had... Maybe he told a little short history of that yellow umbrella, how he found it in... The bar. And then in the Irish bar on St. Patty's Day. And then he saw it again when he was dating her roommate. No, he brought Tracy's it roommate. back. When, so he had it from that St. Patrick's Day. And then when he went, when he was dating Rachel Bilson, who ended up being the mother's roommate, he took it there and left it there. And that's how the mother got it back to have it. And then he saw it on the night of the wedding. Right. Of uh, Barney and... Robin's wedding. Robin's wedding. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Or a spoiler film podcast. Hopefully sure. you know that by now. Which is it's such a weak connection of... I mean, how many yellow umbrellas are there out there? Maybe not a ton, but... Right, but I think they come to find hey, out. Hey, that was my yellow umbrella. But they did find out it was. Yeah, They did, yeah. true. And they probably didn't like the day they met, but at some point it would have come out that like, oh yeah, this was my roommate, or... It's not really how they met. Like, the umbrella really had nothing to do with it. It was just a weird coincidence. Incidentally, of, she had an umbrella right. the night we, that she met. All right. Well, just like I did, Barney opens the episode with Derry, legendary, as a continuation from last week. Yeah, just as I, I did. I thought Legend, that, wait for it. Go ahead. Oh, I, just, I thought that was going to be the very first line of the episode, like, not our episode, but the TV show. <laughs> right, and so. I won't go through all the nitty-gritty details. Barney said, okay, let's, I got a girl lined up for you. Ted's comment is, I'm not ready, and then Ted goes on with his life a little bit, whereby Barney is trying to constantly come in with things for them to do, mm-hmm. to go out and him be Ted's wingman. And this is a lot like when, you know, couples, single stamina where Barney keeps right. trying to get the couples to go out. Right. Yeah, yeah, bringing up different scenarios, and Ted just keeps saying, I'm not ready. Right. And I didn't have anything particular to point out by any of these scenarios. I think I want to pick it back up where Robin shows up. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. And Ted does have his breakup beard right. on. I think it looks good on him. Mm-hmm. He grows a good beard, a strong beard. Yeah. Definitely. I wish I, I grew one that strong. Your beard is very lovely. No, not nearly. I mean, I wish he has, like, full thickness. If I try and grow mine out to make it thicker, it kind of goes outwards instead of down. I think there's, like, a beard, like, oil you can use to kind of make it sit down, but I don't think I want to go through all that. Yeah, that sounds excessive. Yeah. Okay, we get Robin coming in, and she's with Gael. Enrique Iglesias. And this is not okay, by the way. It's not, but what's Robin supposed to do. I mean, I guess not bring her boyfriend back with her as step no, number one. No, well, I think that's fine, even though that's a little goofy itself. You, you know that's not going to work. But to call ahead and say, hey, I'm going to meet up with you guys, and by the way, I'm, I brought a guy that I've been dating back. Is it okay if I introduce him to you guys? I know it's a little weird. Get permission first. Or come by yourself the first time you come well, back. What's she going to do? Like, leave him? In the, like, he doesn't know anybody, as far as we know. He's a world traveler. Don't that do other people's <laughs> That's right. 
he's a world traveler. He can meet people anywhere. And Perhaps. But then we don't get this great storyline, so... Yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying, but... This was a bad call on her part. Right. But and, of course, we get Enrique Iglesias here. Yeah. Like you have, I said 30 seconds ago. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any, like, things to say about Enrique Iglesias? Is there any special connection you have with wonder Enrique Iglesias? I wonder if our young listeners even know who he is. I don't know. He feel like he kind of disappeared. He was around heavy well, in the... Wait, wait, hold on. I'll explain in a very short sentence who Enrique Iglesias is to our younger younger listeners. He is the son of Julio Iglesias. Oh, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that is. He was famous for the song, and I think he actually sung it with Willie Nelson, To All the Girls I've Loved Before. To all the girls I've loved before. Who walked in and out my door. I don't know any other well-known Julio Iglesias, but he was a very famous singer before Enrique ever came on the scene. And apparently, Julio was very jealous of his son's fame and wouldn't perform with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so he was very big on the TRL scene back when I was in... In the aughts, right? He was Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, I'm trying to think if it was late 90s or if it was into... It might have been closer to early 2000s but yeah he dated a lot of famous women he had a lot of hit songs I guess he did a little bit of acting I can't really think of anything else I'm sure he was in other things but I can't think of anything off the top of my head he had a famous relationship and I believe is still married to Anna Kornikova the that sounds right I think he also dated like Jennifer Love Hewitt for a while I remember her being in one of his videos Mm -hmm. that sounds right so Anna Kornikova was kind of a mediocre professional tennis player, but she probably made more endorsement money than any other yeah, player at that time because she's so hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, he's really dropped off lately. I don't know where he's been. Speaking of other stars from the late 90s, early 2000s, while I was watching the Hulu version, there was a commercial with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I haven't seen either of them in a while. And that would have been a modern commercial, right? Yeah, because, yeah, it was a current commercial. Yeah, it wasn't like a recording from when no, this was a and long time Yeah, ago. they have definitely, well, you know, as we all do, have aged. And I was just like, oh, I haven't seen either of them in a while. <laughs> he's he's going to be on something coming out. I think I already told you about it. I, uh, oh. The Punky Brewster thing. Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I mentioned this on an episode a little while back during season one where that she is going to have a reboot of Punky right, Brewster, and right. he's going to be like the uh, baby daddy that comes in every once in a while. He's okay. not going to be a regular on the show. Anyways, we got way off track here. We did, but just... <laughs> I think the reason it stuck out is I watched the Friends the other day that had him as the nanny. The oh, nanny, yeah. The original Manny. That's really good. Sand, what's his name? Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Enrique Iglesias is here as Gael, Robin's... Argentinian boyfriend who has come back with her from vacation for some reason. Mm-hmm. And right after he appears, Ted's ready to go out with Barney. Yeah, Ted <laughs> Ted has a reaction to this, a very strong reaction, whereas before he was kind of like just moseying along, you know, feeling his feelings. Doing a nice slow recovery yeah. from a breakup. Not trying to rush into anything, but as soon as, yeah, he sees Robin with this guy, he's, he feels like he's got to win the breakup. Or as he calls him, that guy, in the next scene, mm-hmm. he has sort of an, an impassioned speech about 
how the only reason she brought him back is so that she could win the breakup. And there's a good sequence of him getting rid of the beard so he can go out with Barney. Mm-hmm. And we get some nice comments from the gang as calling him, you know, an old-timey inventor. Right, because initially he just has kind of like the the chop things on the side. That, that turns into a mustache, connected to a mustache. Right, and so like his chin is kind of bare. Yeah. Uh, Marshall so calls him the 21st president, Chester A. Arthur. And Lily points out that his 80-day balloon race around the world was a competition, but breakups aren't a competition. Yeah, that's a reference to uh, 80 days around the world. Around the world in 80 days. Yeah, I think that's a Jules Verne novel. That I don't know. Uh, I like how, as they're throwing these barbs at him, he's just kind of like, you know, going along with it. (laughs) Right. They call him a... He shaves the other part. He's now got a mustache. Right, so Barney calls him a Persian nightclub owner. I guess that's the end of it. I thought it lasted longer. <laughs> there was only so much for him to shave off. Right, but in between the the beard shaving, we get the introduction to Gael and the guys. What's can, his name again? Anyways, yeah, the guys cannot grasp this name. Now, so let's make a call on this. Were they having that much trouble with it, or are they trying to masculinity shame him? They genuinely look confused. So either they're putting on a really good show, because usually I think if they're trying to mess with them, they'd be kind of smirking at each other, but they genuinely seem confused here. I did notice Robin was sort of stifling a smile. I think she knew that they were sort of giving him a hard time, giving him a hard time. Now that could have just, that might not have been an acting choice. That might have just been Colby right. Smolders <laughs> not being able to keep... Her smile down very well, but you know they're calling him girl, Gail, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of shade, even though the yes, they may be having trouble with the name Gael. Right, because Robin points at yeah, it's Gael. Like it's not difficult. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just messing with him, but it's mean, not necessary. A little bit, yeah. Gael can't help it that he's hot, and he's a masseuse, and he likes to talk about it a lot. He's telling them about, you know, all the things he can do and cleanse and heal through touch. And Ted says, one time I used warm water to make a guy pee. Of course, I didn't make a career out of it. <laughs> Shades of his uh, going after Sandy Rivers. Oh. <laughs> I read the news in the morning, just like you. But then I go to a real job. Right. My real job is an architect. <laughs> and make then a we get serious some. contribution to the world. We get some America shaming here with career. Such an American idea. Yeah, this is, it gets a little nauseating. And <laughs> we get to some of the... the, the peop- Even though Gael's career is clearly a massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> True. He says his career is a living, windsurfing, making love, and sometimes at the same time. And Barney immediately jumps on this. Okay, so I figured out how they could have made love on a windsur- while windsurfing. Oh, well, the windsurf, you got to kind of hold it up to surf on it. Okay. But when you're not holding it, it kind of goes down into the water and sort of floats. So my guess is... Like the sail itself? Yeah. Okay. And so it can lay sort of flat into the water where the, the, the surfboard piece of it is just also flat. They kind of lay next to each other hmm. until you pull the sail up and use it. So my guess is while they were out in the water, they had sex on the surfboard as the sail was laying in the water. Okay. Although in Ted's imagination, they don't seem to know what to do. <laughs> now, how do we do this? Do you, <laughs> I think you put your leg up here. Yeah, that's later. We get sort of a weird 
list from Barney of every place he needs to make love or every place Barney he wants to do make it. Love. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Barney's very interested because yes, like you said, he has this list. Wind surfboard is not on it. It's not possible. <laughs> we get a weird, you know, there's 33 vehicles on this list and he only has two left. One is bobsled and one is the Apollo 11 space capsule, which I have questions about. Like, is every space capsule on this list or just Apollo 11? I think Apollo 11 because it's in the Smithsonian, so theoretically you could get to it, even though it would be very difficult. But he crafted a list of every vehicle. I don't think 33 is an extensive list, is all I'm saying. Okay. But yeah, so Lily points out, Point taken. have to break into the Smithsonian, and I do like Barney here. This conversation never happened. Mm-hmm. Very, very shades of, I didn't say snakes. Right. (laughs) It turns out that Lily and Marshall are going to have a quote-unquote double date at their house. (laughs) Lily says, for the hundredth time, I'm sorry, there was a lull in the conversation. That's how it happened. And then we get a flashback. (laughs) Gael says, and then we fall asleep on the beach while counting the stars. And Lily bursts out with, do you want to have dinner with me? Uh... Us, <laughs> there's good. There's good Lily stuff here with having a yeah. crush on guy. Oh yeah, for sure. And Marshall you calls, know, calls her, her out. out for sure. <laughs> Lily points out, you know, it's a little hard to believe how hot he is. I like how she's like, "Don't worry, Ted. The girl never marries the hot guy." <laughs> right? Marshall's like, "Well, you, you did." did. <laughs> you see Lily's face kind of flicker, like, "Yeah, I'm one of the lucky few." <laughs> I like Marshall's next rhyme. Male Gale is not hot. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. All right. And then at the end, he's like, don't even look at him, no eye contact. And so when he walks in, they're both kind of looking at the floor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So stupid. So Robin and Gael enter the apartment in a flash, you know, later. And before Ted leaves, as Robin gets there, she pulls Ted aside and checks in with him. Right, which she thinks is being considerate and Ted takes as very condescending because she asks, you know, are you okay with this? Or I hope you're okay with this. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It's hard to understand why saying that to the person who wants to say it is making things worse. Sometimes being nice is worse. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, you have the upper hand, so you want to make sure the other person's okay, which can be... And he called it out. Himself. I know she didn't mean it this way. I'm sure she meant she meant the best, but she said the worst. Right. And, you know, his point is that she's the one that gets to say it, so she's winning. Mm-hmm. This becomes a running theme throughout the show, the winning, the mm-hmm. breakup. Right. It comes back up later with uh, Simon. Mm-hmm. All right. Barney and Ted... Did you have something else? No. Barney and Ted are now at the bar. Yes. At McLaren's. Enter McLaren's. Barney goes on a very long monologue, I guess. So yeah, I guess it wasn't... Would it be a monologue if somebody else is around? Um, Monologue. I guess if people are not... If it's not a conversation, it could be a monologue. Okay. So Barney's on a a long monologue to Ted about... Otherwise it's a dialogue, right? Yeah, I think that makes sense. But anyway... Barney's giving a speech, essentially, trying to, like, psych Ted up, and Ted uh, is not there from, like, the very beginning of this. Ted's, like, ordering a drink and then kind of goes out of camera view, and Barney turns around, and Ted's, like, making out with somebody. And it's Mandy Moore. 
It is, and she does not look Mandy Moorish at all. <laughs> no, and I was kind of, as I was watching this, I was thinking, where is she in her career? Right. In this I was role. about that, too. So and I, I don't know that I knew it was Mandy Moore when she was on. Like, I think I figured that out later. I don't think I knew I just, much about Mandy Moore at that time in her So she career. was another one that was, like, a little bit in the TRL zeitgeist. So she was, like, on my radar, but she wasn't, like, a huge star. And so I just, I don't think, you know, I think at this point she had probably been in the notebook. Well, I, she wasn't in the notebook, but. Or, sorry, not the notebook. I to remember. Thank you. Isn't it the same writer? That it is the, the same writer, Nicholas yeah. Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. Yeah. So I, I, I did a timeline. Oh, thank you. Of where she was in her career at this point. So Excellent. in 2001, she was in The Princess Diaries. I think she was sort of like a mean oh. girl in it. Or okay. she was a friend. I, I never actually never saw the movie. Never And in 2002, that's when she was in A Walk to Remember. Oh, it was that long ago. Okay. And then in 2004, she was in Saved. Okay. In 2005, she had that five, four or five episode arc on Entourage. Oh, that was 2005? Yeah. Jeez. How, when did Entourage end? Maybe it's Entourage older I don't than remember. I thought it was. And then in 2007, she was on two episodes of Scrubs, which I don't remember. I don't remember that either. And then also in, two, and then in 2007, she was also in Because I Said So which I think was a movie with her and Diane Keaton as her mother. That sounds vaguely familiar. And then also in 2007, she was on this episode of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, this was 2007? That's what it says in IMDb, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. September 26, 2007. Okay. And then in 2010, I don't remember this, she was in four episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I was going to say I think she was in Grey's Anatomy. I cannot remember the storyline, but that sounds familiar. And then finally in 2016... Which this seems like a long time ago. She began, She was on This Is Us. This Is Us started in twenty sixteen. Yeah, can you I have that? no concept of time. <laughs> <laughs> I would have guessed two years, even though I like in theory I know that we're on season four of This Is Us, but <laughs> two thousand sixteen sounds so far away. That's true. It is season four. I didn't even think of that. All right. So that's where we are with Mandy Moore. Yeah. So I think at that point, like, yeah, I probably knew who Mandy Moore was, but I don't think I had recognized her when I first saw this. So the the interaction with her and Ted, the making all that stuff. That is irrelevant in this scene. It is the stuff between her and Barney that <laughs> yeah. are really good. So let's yeah, sure. let's let's call out some of the highlights. And well, you know, we don't see what happens, but we get like they break apart for a second and introduce themselves and then start kissing again. So I'm not really sure oh, but how yeah. we got to that. But he turns around; they're making out. Yeah, we don't get sort of a lead into that. <laughs> right. it must and Ted just got there. Rapidly. Ted's not drunk. We don't know what's going on with her, but yeah, somehow they immediately start making out. And I assume it's like six o'clock at night. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to get into like the back and forth with her and Barney, but before we get there, we have some scenes at the apartment with. It starts off, you know, Marshall calls out Lily in front of Gael and yes, Robin, which saying, is so weird. Like I could see him saying that to to, uh, to Robin, but not in front of Gael. Why is it weird? Because you. Why is it, he says this to Robin. Why is it weird? Because you used to date our best friend or because my wife thinks your new boyfriend is incredibly hot and I love Lily's. <laughs> I do not. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, very kid-like. And we've yeah. talked about this before. That's very funny when they sort of um, get this way when they have crushes on someone. Yeah. I, <laughs> the only person I can really remember ever feeling that uncomfortable around of, like, oh, my God, this person is so hot. Like, I Wait. can't even talk. Are you going to call it? Me. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to actually call it. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> Someone was that hot that you had you got marble mouthed around. Um, goodness. 
This was a while ago. You may not remember. There was once a British guy at our our neighborhood bar that you were like, I would go home with him. Oh, I don't remember that, that guy at all. <laughs> okay, who? I don't know. It was the really hot like waiter slash owner at Bistro Bohem. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that you thought. Yeah. Oh my god. Everyone yeah. did. I mean. No, but he was like one of the only people I can remember like really being like, I don't even know how to speak to this person. He is so ridiculously attractive. <laughs> <laughs> this was a restaurant slash bar that was sort of like a. I don't know, what was the? It was like Eastern, Eastern European, European. I think was it Czech or Polish or. Slovakia, I can't remember. It's like Slovakian or something, or Bosnian. But I don't have a lot to say about it. They had good brunches, I guess. Yeah, no, they had good food. But they were close to our house. Their drinks were ridiculously expensive, yeah. and they had such a limited bar. They had right. like it was a very small place. They had yeah, it was a small bar, and then they had like twenty different liquors at the bar, and that was it. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was hard. <laughs> like you couldn't get whatever your favorite drink was. You were not going to get it there. <laughs> But it didn't matter because you got to look at him. He was, and he was really a nice guy, guy, yeah. He would come up and talk, and I, didn't, I don't think you ever said to me, I know you said he was good looking, mm-hmm. and that was apparent, but I don't think you were ever like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> I think if I had, you would have totally done a Marshall here. Oh, uh, yes, I would have. <laughs> I would have had so much fun with that. Exactly. All right. Marshall starts kind of going after Gael about whether or not he's licensed as a. As a yeah, and I find this, like, this is kind of weird, and I think we get in a later episode that, like, maybe Guile's not, like, English isn't that great, but they're, like, really talking about Robin's breakup a lot around him, and it's weird. Yeah, we get into the next episode where they're, like, completely, you know, going into deep English language yeah. to avoid him understanding, seeing Paramore and Jubilant and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, big words that he may not know, which what is... What are we talking about? Baseball? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, so um, Robin's kind of stressed out, and Guile starts massaging her, and that's when Marshall starts kind of <laughs> asking his credentials. Yeah, uh, interrogating him, and finally finds out that he's got a license. Or he's a laminated got, card that says he got training. Marshall goes, damn it, he checks out. <laughs> what was he going to do if he didn't? I don't know. I guess maybe he was just trying to point out, like, okay, you can call yourself a, a masseuse, but you aren't actually... I don't know. I don't know where Marshall was going to go with it. All right, so Barney's... We're back at the bar, and Barney's being extremely annoying. Barney's the worst. He's really trying to break up this thing with Ted and Mandy Moore because he wasn't the one that got to introduce them and get Ted a girl. And this is definitely a Barney thing. He's been waiting so long. He desperately wants to be Ted's wingman, and how dare Ted find someone without any of his help? They need to go somewhere else and try somewhere else. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth between Ted and Barney where Ted's like, I'm hooking up, shut up, and Barney's trying to get him to go because Barney wants to be the one to introduce him to somebody, and then finally, Amy, Manny Moore's character, says, who's the suit? Ted introduces them, Barney goes, or, or Barney, this is Barney, Barney, Amy. And I like Barney's, I'm not going to remember that. Now, if you excuse me, random chick from earlier tonight, as you shall henceforth be known, Ted and I have a schedule to keep. <laughs> and she's got a great comeback with, oh, well, you can check off 854, dress up like a dork and bother the cool kids. Beat it, nerd. And we get Ted, like, very reminiscent of how we will see him later with Karen, of just completely, like, buying into whatever she's saying and, like, making Taking her party. side. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny. You see him kind of, like, do these little, like, 
high school esque reacts of like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Right. Uh, Barney calls her Tommy Lee. It's probably, again, a reference a lot of our young listeners won't get. Yeah, so Tommy Lee. What's Tommy Lee's last name? I thought his last name was Lee. Oh, is it just Tommy Lee? Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so he was a drummer? That sounds right. For you just Def Leppard? No. Who? Motley Crue? Motley Crue? Okay. I don't know. I, th- I think. But he was married. No, because the, Def- <laughs> the drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm, so that's oh, not right. Tommy Lee. Okay, Motley Crue. And he is sort of a legendary swordsman, if you will, about Hollywood. and Swordsman? I have not heard that terminology <laughs> before. He's quite the man about, the gentleman about town, so he as, they, would... as the kids say today. But he was married to Pamela Anderson for a while. There was like a video released of a sex tape with them where he was very well endowed. So he sort of became, you know, so shorthand for someone that was Ted. a male slut. <laughs> Yeah, probably bigger than Ted, even. <laughs> he also dated Pink for a while, for hmm. a little bit. I don't think I knew that. I, I think Heather Locklear was in there for a little bit. That sounds right. Yeah, so he's trying to smear Amy and Ted and Amy just start making out again, and <laughs> we switch back to... The apartment yeah. where Marshall's got a weird moment in the kitchen where he's like <laughs> imitating Gael and massaging piece of uncooked chicken or cooked I chicken think it's I don't cooked know because he like then goes to take it out so yeah he's massaging chicken that he's literally about to serve to Gael which is rude comes back out Lily's getting a massage she's entranced <laughs> she forgives her mom <laughs> later she said you know she was just trying to build him up to cut him down later and Marshall knows that she's no longer wearing her bra <laughs> which is a good detail right so we're back at the bar. Amy has brought a friend, or somehow a friend has appeared for Barney. She paid for drinks, a la stealing a bottle of liquor from behind the And then bar. masculinity shames Barney. Right. Yeah, because Barney rightfully points out, like, we're here all the time. Like, we're going to get in trouble for this. She invites them to back to her place. Barney calls her 1994 Courtney Love. It's a good She's one. pretty good. And she says she has a hot tub, so they're in. They cut to them in the hot tub, and Ted says to her, I like your tats, because she's got some upper body tattoos, Mm -hmm. and I like her, thanks, you can play with them if you want, they're 100% real. (laughs) And first of all, yeah, it is, but first of all, Mandy Moore, no one thinks you have a boob job. But maybe Amy does. She is an extremely small-breasted woman. I don't think we should be talking about this. (laughs) Okay, but you know that bothers me when... There's reference to a potential breast job, and the woman's clearly like an A cup. You worry about penis shaming. I'll worry about the boobs. Hey, if we're talking about penises, it's boobs are fair game in this episode. Yeah, I'll talk about the boobs. You can talk about the penises. All right. Well, you weren't you weren't calling calling it out. I honestly have never even paid that much attention to Mandy Moore's boobs. See, that's why you're not up for the job. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, they're real, <laughs> and she thinks that. Ted should get some tattoos. <laughs> Barney disagrees. He has an all-American look that never goes out of style. Burn, which is a weird response. He starts to get a little childish here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, she kind of starts it with the yaha. I like his <laughs> 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 the face he makes when he does it. 
That was one of my favorites in this. And, yeah, Amy's friend's really trying to throw herself at Barney here, and he's... Not even paying attention. Yeah, too concerned with... He gets it done in the end, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't like how they're li- they have the liquor in the water, and it's getting, like, all hot. Oh. That, that really bugs me in the scene. I didn't notice it was in the water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as they're holding it, it's, like, sort of, like, the, the bottom half of it's submerged. Oh, okay. Which yeah. means that they're really heating it up. Gross. That used to be, like, a frat punishment of having to drink hot wine and liquor or stuff Oof. as a hazing thing. That sounds disgusting. So Ted lands on the side of maybe he should get some ink, and then we get a Tyler entering the picture. <laughs> Mommy, really Daddy, use, she's back. <laughs> they really use the name Tyler a few times in the series. They do, yeah. So this t- turns out to be the home of a family that she used to be a nanny for. Right, so they all run. They were supposed to be in the Hamptons. They're clearly not. Okay, I'm a little confused by the logistics of this because <laughs> it looks like they came out of a building, even though they're coming around a corner. Now, I guess it could have been like a brownstone house or something yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah, I'm not really sure where this was. Or We'll have to... I always thought it was a building, and how did you put a hot tub safely even on the roof of a building? But I suppose it could have been just a... Brownstone townhouse. That makes more sense. In Manhattan. Or, or anywhere, but I think they were in Manhattan. Okay. They were... Apparently that family fired her. It was so unfair. <laughs> I like Barney's unfair. I wouldn't let you take care of the imaginary kids I make up to score with single moms. Right. And so, for some reason at this point, this is where Ted starts imagining Robin and Gael on the windsurfing board. I'm not entirely sure why. I because guess he's, he's just very drunk. <laughs> well, Barney's trying to get Ted to go home with him instead of going off with right. Amy. And that's when he stops and pictures Robin, and that's what they use to, to solidify that he's going to go with Amy. That, hey, I can't let her win. If I go with Amy and something happens, that means okay. maybe I'm going to win. Right. And so then, yeah, that's when we get the awkward, them trying to figure out how they're actually going to do it on the windsurfing board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then within this, he gets a version of Rama going, and I just want to make sure you're okay with this. And they laugh. Right. And then we get the, okay, how do we do this? I think <laughs> yeah. your leg goes up. How about if I, um, no mine? All right, end of fantasy. So Ted decides he is going to get a tattoo. Barney unsuccessfully tries to talk him out of it. He needs a plan. He needs a wingman. They go off in a taxi. And then that's when Barney gets propositioned by the girl, and he says, okay, and forgets the whole <laughs> right. thing. Like, yeah, he's, like, pretty mad, and then just regroups and adds this girl, who doesn't even get a name, to his list. Now, this next scene's funny, but then kind of insane. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> At the tattoo shop, they're talking about how he's, you know, the tattoo should say, I win, underneath <laughs> it with flames. and. I mean, I guess the butterfly's better than that. He asks her if... Exes could be friends, and then she starts bad-mouthing oh, an ex of hers named Steve. Actually, you're further ahead. Oh, that's right. That's all he remembers. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so he starts talking about the tattoo that he wants, and then does a legend wait for it, and we get a, he doesn't really remember what happened after that. And no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did jump ahead. Should we cut that out? Or? No, no. I can 
Maybe. We'll see how, <laughs> how easy it is, too. But. Okay. But, yeah, so we get the legend wave for it, and then he wakes up in bed the next day, and he looks at his arm, which is where he had planned to get the tattoo. There's nothing there. And we see, you know, shirtless Ted walking out. That's unusual. We don't right. usually see Ted walking around shirtless. This was clearly just to make it easy to see the tattoo. Yeah. Oh, of course. Which Marshall and Lily do, and, and you know, are, are so delighted. That they have to call Barney. Right. And, you know, good on them for not immediately be like, calling it out, like, to really put this little plan together and <laughs> be able to mess with Ted. It's pretty good. Agreed. So Barney comes pretty quickly. It's almost like he was waiting outside. <laughs> right. And... Well, Ted had time to put a shirt on. I like, yeah, at this point, Barney says, hey, what's the big emergency? Oh, and... Bot- be- and- be the W, I'm never speaking to Ted again. <laughs> he goes, um, really? Never? Not even if, say, butterflies flew out of his ass? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. Yeah. So Marshall inexplicably asks Ted to reach for the fondue pot, which is on the highest shelf, and his shirt lifts up so Barney can see what's going on. And Barney kind of faints into Marshall's <laughs> arms. Right. And they, you know, they let him in that, like, you know, Ted doesn't, doesn't actually know. know. Then we get a sequence, you know, a... Uh, a speech by Barney that is just so perfectly done. <laughs> so he, says, he really pulled this together quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can he's, he can be quite the uh, the wordsmith when he wants to. <laughs> he said he, he's sort of feigning an apology. All this time, I thought you needed a wingman to fly, but the truth is, you've got your own wings. <laughs> <laughs> Since you and Robin split, you've been gestating, <laughs> growing in your cocoon. And last night, you burst out of that cocoon like a majestic uh, gar- garsh. <laughs> what is it that comes out of ca- cocoon? I always am bad at science. That is, <laughs> and then we get Lily. He's going to say it. Butterfly. They'll laugh. <laughs> and he still, you know, is clueless until Barney smacks him on the upper back. Or like, lower oh, back. Why did that hurt so? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he realizes what he has. That is not a tattoo. That, my dear boy, is a tramp stamp. I've never heard these other. Yeah, I have a note there. Like, I, I did Barney just make a these hoe up? Hoe hat, ass antlers, Panama City license plate. <laughs> never heard of any of them. Do you know anything about Panama City? I know it's in Florida. Yeah, it's it, for a while in the '90s. It was a very popular spring break destination. So and I say Panama City Beach, because I went there for spring yeah, break. That's it. Oh, okay. I thought they were different places for some reason. You went to Panama City Beach for spring break? I did. I don't know that I know this story. No, you might not. It... Any any really good highlights? Did you you didn't get a no, you don't have a back tattoo. <laughs> no, there was discussion about getting a like, you know, spring break two thousand two whatever, two thousand three, I don't remember what year it was. So much money It must have been two thousand was made those spring breaks two. by tattoo artists giving women back tattoos and men <laughs> barbed wire tattoos mm-hmm. around their arm. Yeah, I the, randomly, the male version of back tattoos, lower back I tattoos. I cannot remember. Yeah, it was either 2002 or 2003. I went with this guy I was like kind of friends with and two of his friends, and we drove down there. So it was you and three guys? It was. All right. It was I already I already like the way this is starting. It was a bad plan. Don't ever do that, young listeners. That was a bad plan. Kids? Um, yeah, Kids. <laughs> if you ever think you should go on spring break, and that's how guys. Jen met Tyler's father. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. There's a lot of stories, but we'll talk about them off air. 
can you give like a like a coded euphemism for something excited that happened? <sighs> okay, we'll move on. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's Jen's appropriate. So red right now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's appropriate for this podcast and what's not. Did you hook up with more than one of them? No. Okay. I'm already bored then. No, I'm just <laughs> but they were not the only three guys in Panama City Beach. Oh, true. Okay. Well, more of this offline, maybe. <laughs> or if you want to pay for our Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tale, Tales from the Dark Side by Jen Runkle. Oh, goodness. Anyway, moving on. So this is where we get, you know, Ted kind of remembers more of what happened at this point, which is when, yeah, Amy starts kind of ragging on her ex who wanted to marry her. Um, This is as he's getting ready to get the tattoo. Right. And, uh, you know, this is where Ted asks, you know, can exes be friends? And Amy says, yeah, sure. We're still friends. Right, Steve? (laughs) After after Ted's called him a wuss without knowing that was him. Right. And And we get some very unethical behavior from tattoo artist Steve here. No, what we get is an idiot. Why would Ted then stick around for the tattoo after that? He's very drunk. He is, but this is insanity. Yeah. (laughs) And that tattoo would have taken like three hours. Yeah. I guess maybe he could have passed out. Right. Yeah, there's a lot Actually, of, I doubt it, because it's pretty painful. There's a lot of problems here, especially when he was talking about a tattoo on his arm. How is he getting it on his back? How did he... You're not even legally allowed to get a tattoo when you've been drinking. Right. it causes a lot of bleeding, apparently. Yeah. So. Thins the blood. The gal called thins the blood. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with this, but what can you do? <laughs> so we get back to the apartment, and he starts splashing his tattoo with water. <laughs> and Marshall <laughs> says, maybe you should try club soda. <laughs> That's where Ted, he's looking for, you know, some sort of ointment and finds the Spanish massage oil. And he's like, what, what is this doing? What happened here last night? Marshall goes, last <laughs> night got weird. <laughs> and so we get Gael, just a close-up on him playing the guitar. And he's playing one of uh, Enrique Iglesias' real songs. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, you get Robin and Lily's faces both, like, in love with him. And then they get to Marshall, and he's even more in love. Yeah, Marshall's His face, face right there. <laughs> so funny. Oh, it's so incredible. It's one of the <laughs> best faces he's ever made. <laughs> so good. And then he's getting a massage, and then we get a whole experience, your food with fruit, scene <laughs> with Gael, which you and I must have imitated, like, 20 times while we were in Guatemala. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm sure we annoyed everybody. Jen, experience your food. Especially when we were at that, like, wine and cheese Mm. restaurant. Oh, that place was so good. And so he, you know, feeds some to Robin and then goes to try to feed some to Lily, and we get Marshall, like, swooping in and stealing it. Guy's like, okay, that's enough of the fruit. (laughs) So funny. Okay. Marshall and Lily are sorry. And, you know, Ted's pretty mad, and... They still can't even take it seriously, and Lily's response is only, he got a tramp stamp. <laughs> yeah, he storms out, he goes to see Robin, and then he goes into a long, another impassioned speech in this episode where it comes down to everything's fine, he understands what's going on, but they never had their fight to end the relationship, so he's come over to do that. Yeah, and also express a little derision about Gael. Yeah, and that's interesting, because like they did have an amicable breakup. They realize like this isn't... Yeah, it's sort of this a weird isn't setup. Go long term, but yeah, I can feel you know there's a lot of emotions going along with a breakup. So maybe even though there wasn't necessarily you know a bad guy in the breakup, maybe still just cathartic to get it out. But yeah, there's some funny yell talking. 
There's a good line by her where he says, you weren't trying to win the breakup, and she said, I was trying to survive it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so... Excuse me. Um, so we get some, you know, some emotion with the comedy in here. I do like them. <laughs> Ted yelling about his beard. After Robin points out that, you know, he shaved his beard and she liked it. <laughs> I liked it too, but it was getting kind of hot. Maybe in the winter I'll grow it back out. Ted thinks, you know, Gael's perfect. Why does he have to be so good looking? Why does he have to be so perfect? She says he's not. And then Ted is like, well, name one, you know, what's one thing that I have that he doesn't, that a better, or a way that I'm better than that guy? And Robin says, you're bigger. Ted thinks she means height. She's like, no, Ted, you're bigger. <laughs> Smash cut to the bar, Ted. I win! And th- sadly, this is how guys really think. I believe it. If you left me for somebody else, but then you told me that I'm bigger than him, I'm like, okay, I'm good then. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, well, why? <laughs> No, that's all I need to know. Guys are guys are very sad like that. No, but my point being, if you were bigger, why would I leave? <laughs> is that the only reason you stay with me? Is because <laughs> you haven't found somebody bigger yet? <laughs> that would be a bad reason. <laughs> she's held auditions, <laughs> and she's been down to back down to Panama City a few times. <laughs> Any doozle. Um so I do like, you know, the narrator pops in. I can't remember exactly what helped me get through the whole Robin Guile incident. I'm sure it was something profound and meaningful and not at all macho and petty. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he didn't tell his kids that he was bigger than Gaia. Yeah, and that's a good point because some of the things that occur, like, did he really tell his kids that? And they don't always address it, and at this time they actually addressed it. Right. So, yeah, and then we get you know, more of the voiceover about... You know, he's on his path to where he needed to be. And I don't know. And then we get the final scene with... Yeah, and then we get a very different end tag here, where Bernie's at work. And yeah, they could have kind of used him. this at the end of any episode, mm-hmm. leading up to the, the slapsgiving. Right. So, yeah, we get Barney in his office, Marshall's <laughs> sitting in the dark in the apartment, and tells him to go to slapcountdown.com. And apparently the clock says... 55 days, 23 hours, 59 minutes, 57 seconds. And apparently that is actually, like, the time that it aired was the time until the Slapsgiving episode. I read that, too. That is interesting. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Hmm. (laughs) And we get a very good, like, one of my favorite things that Neil Patrick Harris does is when he does a Barney, no! (laughs) That alone will make me laugh. (laughs) Do you have a favorite joke? I think the... Ted shaving off his beard, litany of names. Okay. I like. That was good. Mine was the two or three sentences from Barney that reveal Ted's back to Ted, the, mm-hmm. the butterfly. Yeah. I think that, that lead in of what he's saying there is perfect. Any least favorite? Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but at the very beginning when they're still at the wedding and Barney's talking about, you know, a girl at work right boob is bigger than the left boob and some look at his bra half empty and he looks at his bra half full I did not okay. like that one very much I didn't like the Marshall chicken massage thing yeah understandable where do you think I ranked this 62 15 what yes wow well think about it think about how many iconic things are in this yeah that's true all the, all the shenanigans with Gael 
the, Man, the so Mandy Moore stuff, the back tattoo, the back tattoo reveal. And there's so many good things in here. The the shaving stuff that you had mentioned. Um, there's a lot of things that we, we mentioned from this. It's got such great rewatchability. The first few times I saw it, the laughter was almost nonstop. So, uh, I guess I didn't think about this before I ranked it in my imagination. Mm. Man, what a fall from grace after nailing it last week. <laughs> and this isn't even one of the top... I don't think this is one of the top three ranked episodes from this season. Oh, wow. This season oh, good. is... You're giving me hints. This season is... Redonks. <laughs> to borrow a phrase from the kids. You mean from Brad? <laughs> the next episode is We're Not From Here. Okay. That's another really good one. Yeah. That's where they pretend to be... From... Oklahoma or something. From... Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas might be it. <laughs> you watch it too much of that Steinfeld. And then we get the Traveler, like all the problems that Robin starts having with Gael. Mm-hmm. The Travelers from out of state. I can't remember what the Lily Marshall the stuff Trump is. The Trump Circle. It's different every time. <laughs> what are you doing? Just go with it. <laughs> she almost starts making out with herself. <laughs> What's the Marshall Lily stuff from that, that episode? I don't remember. Um, all right. Where can people find us? Find us at RunkleRecaps.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, on Instagram, underscore how I met your podcast, underscore. And email is RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. And yeah, leave reviews, please. We just recently got one. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have it up in front of me who it was that sent it, that added a review. But, uh, yes, we got we, a really nice review. We got a couple of ones. We'll, we'll mention it next time. I'll remember to, to write it down because I want to show appreciation for anyone that does that. And I looked at the the downloads. We got about, we got like 650 downloads in the last 30 days. So that's, that's pretty strong. And I, I feel like we're really coming out of a season two where we had sort of been gestating and, you know, growing in our podcast cocoon. And now in season three, we can really burst out of that cocoon like a majestic. Butterfly? Yeah, butterfly. All what? right, everyone. No, butterfly. <laughs> All right, everyone. We love you. All right. Bye, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.